Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Dan Byers, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Phil Casgray. How are you, Phil? I'm great, and you, Dan? I'm great. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we introduce a new speaker who will be presenting at this year's NS North. In this podcast, we are very pleased to have with us speaker David Smith, and he joins us now. How are you, Dave? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. It's great to have you on. Um, so could you tell us maybe a little bit about where you're from and uh, what you do? Uh, sure. So I'm a independent iOS developer. Uh, I live in Herndon, Virginia, which is just outside of D.C., um, and I make it, yeah, iOS apps for pretty much as uh, you know as, as my job. And I, I pretty it's sort of I do it on more on the indie side, so it's pretty much just me making apps. Cool. And uh, do you do you do all the design work yourself too, or do you do you tend to hire that out? Uh, I probably do more of it than I probably should. <laughs> but um, it's I, I I used to I outsource things that I can't do so I outsource a lot of things that are more on the artistic side more of the illustration and icon design those types of things but um, a lot of times what I end up just doing is just I to build apps that don't need a lot of heavy um, heavy design work and so I've just been able to develop enough of, of the basic skills myself over the years to to manage for the most part. Yeah, very lucky. Like, I just didn't know if you were like another Lauren Brichter or whatever, and you could, you know, design everything from the ground up and all the <laughs> And build I'm, a new UI kit at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not a Lauren Brichter, um, but uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I think just out of necessity, being a, a small independent one man shop, just I, for a long time, I couldn't afford to have um, a, a lot of, you know, robust design support. And so you just kind of buy. By, by necessity, I had to learn a lot of skills. And so um, at this point, I'm reasonably comfortable doing a lot of that. It's sort of like I'd be a pretty poor designer if that was my job, but I can do enough of it uh, to get by um, for the parts of my, you know, building apps and things where I need to, to do that kind of thing. And uh, so were you active as an indie uh, pretty much from 2008 on or like when, when did you jump in? Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I've been before uh, before I got into uh, iOS and app development. I was uh, an independent before that. I was, did, but I was doing uh, Ruby on Rails web consulting, basically. Um, and then um, when the iOS SDK came out, whatever that was, five and a half years ago, or well, I guess almost six years now, um, it was just something that I immediately kind of saw as an opportunity. Saw as something that I thought could be, you know, a way that I could properly be independent you know, in terms of being in terms of being able to. You know, make make soft make the software that I wanted to make in the way I wanted to make it, and uh, just sort of dived into it from there. I think I had my first app. I had my first app in the App Store as soon as Apple approved my developer account, which I turned out to be a couple months after the App Store launched. But yeah, but ever since then, that's just pretty much been my full time gig. Wow. Right, and and uh, of the apps you're talking about, uh, the apps that you've written uh, are those that you were writing on contract, like you were saying a, a Rails developer, or uh, is something that you were scratching your own niche. Um, it's pretty much my own stuff and scratching my own itches for the apps I've built. I've done some consulting work, but honestly, most at this, you know, I think I have, haven't done any iOS consulting in probably about two years now. Um, and initially, it was more just something that I do when, you know, sales were down a little bit or whatever, and I wanted to pick up a bit of uh, revenue. I could, you know, transition for a couple of months and do a project or two and then come back um, to working on my own apps. But um, for the most part, it's been just the focus has been, you know, making my own apps and developing, marketing them, putting them out there. And that, that's sort of the business I'm in these days. All right. So, so you switched uh, business two ways. First of all, you were no longer consulting from the outside. And second of all, you were no longer doing uh, web development mostly. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a ride for the last five years to, to get to where I am now of being able to pretty much just, you know, make my living selling products and, um, you know, doing that in per, for the most part in the iOS app store. Right. And for the benefits of our listeners, can you share uh, how many apps you have roughly? <laughs> the actual number in the store is a little bit crazy. It's, it's several hundred, oh. um, <laughs> which is a little bit, a little bit misleading in that uh, for a while I was doing a, a, a uh, a series of apps where they were individual apps were individual books um, and that elevated the number a little bit but I've probably launched somewhere between 40 and 60 unique app concepts um, over the over the years that I've been doing this so I've definitely you know mo the vast majority of which have flopped but the thing the reality of, and the way that I've kind of been able to build this business to the point where it is is like I've failed and made every mistake you could possibly make yeah. in the hopes that I can at this point I can make fewer and fewer of those. And I think that's sort of, it's like I've, I've tried and failed so many times that it's like, oh, don't do that again, don't do that again. <laughs> and once you've learned, you, as long as you don't make the same mistake two or three times, you'll, you'll be fine. Wow, that's, that's actually, you're basically your own venture capitalist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm, my own, I'm my own VC. I just happen to be just investing in, you know, in one developer, um, in, a, in a wide variety of products and business models and ideas and all those kinds of things. So you have a lot of itches to scratch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's. I love one of the things I love about being a developer and about being a, being a programmer is that if there's something, an idea that I have or a way that I think I could do solve a problem in a you know in a unique or interesting or in a new way, I have you know I have the ability that I can just I can sit down and I can do that. That you know I can. It's just a question of time and attention. Uh, you know, for me to actually build that app or to, to you know to, to solve a problem in an interesting way, and so I love about being a developer that you can just kind of do that, that you can build something out of nothing, and you know there's not a lot of high you know capital costs or anything that would get in the way. You know, if I invented you know a new I don't even know like a new car, or a new engine, or something something you know big and mechanical, it would be difficult to right. you know, sort of just create that out of nothing, iterate to put that out and market it. Actual atoms, basically. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as it's something that's physical, it's a very different game versus you know it's just all, all I've all I've needed to to get to where I am is you know a laptop and Xcode and Photoshop and a lot of, you know a lot of my time and as a result you know I've been able to to build a lot of things and try a lot of things out to to see what works. So you would your recent release of Pedometer Plus Plus fall into that umbrella? Like you found an, there was an interesting problem, there was an interesting possible solution, and then you just went at it. Yep. I mean, it's the, the first version of Pedometer Plus Plus that was on you know on the store pretty much as soon as it could have been. In you know, in terms of it, it was an iOS seven app, and I think it was released within a couple of days of iOS seven launching. Awesome timing. It was you know an app I wrote in an afternoon. Um, that it, you know, it was literally probably six, 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 seven hours or so of just, it was just, I was like, I, you know, I have this idea for something. Let's see if it works. I'll put it out there and see if there's any, any traction, any attention it gets. And, you know, it got enough that now I've been able to invest into it more and more into something that, you know, is, is a pretty robust product at this point. But, awesome. you know, it's, 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 it's kind of fun to be able to do that, to just experiment and try things out. And, because the the costs of doing that aren't too high, they're just my time, and the you know the the, the cost of failure isn't you know it isn't really anything either. So, so so you've you've probably spent about maybe a week, like full time kind of thing, work like like you know, over like over iterating on it uh, since release to this, or to this like point, how, you mean? Yeah, mm, it's probably about it's I've probably spent about two two ish full time weeks on it. It's probably about 
80, you know, 80-ish hours at this point. Yes, okay. but those are like Picasso hours. Like some, Picasso does a drawing and then, oh, yeah, it took you, it took you only an hour to do this drawing. Yeah, it took me also uh, 60 years of experience. Right? So. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's the, the, the five and a half years of, yes. uh, of, developing, of developing iOS apps up to this point certainly helps uh, my ability to be able to turn things around pretty quickly. <laughs> but um, I think, it's, honestly, it's a, it's a skill that if you want to be independent, it's very important that you're able to kind of it wouldn't say necessarily like crank things out in the sense that it's it's not about being sloppy in that way. It's more, but it's about knowing which corners you can cut and knowing which yeah. thing, which compromises you can make because ultimately the only, you know, sort of the scarce resource is your time. And so if you're spending time on things that ultimately won't matter, that your customers won't care about or those types of, you know, those kinds of compromises that are kind of inevitable in any project, no matter whether if you're honest with yourself. And so being upfront about that and being conscious about it, I think is a lot, it's an important thing for this kind of business so that I can, you know, I'm, I can make lots of small mistakes and failures rather than make, you know, putting huge amounts of time and energy into one thing and then that turning out to have been, you know, a, a bad idea, which I've done before too. Jeez, you're, you're certainly an inspiration to, to many, many developers. It's like you, you must you must have incredible self-discipline to be able to, you know, have that many apps in the store and needing attention probably. Like, you know, you're always probably looking at a to-do list of what you want to do with all your apps. And then, you know, you, you still try and pump out new content. Now, that's fantastic. Sure. I mean, I think a lot of it, too, is I'm, I have a very short attention span. Uh, I think that that's it, – it's, it's like the honest – it's like the, the – maybe yeah, it's like the, the honest way of saying that because the reality is I very easily get bored with something. And so I'm, I'm not the kind of person who, could, who would be very comfortable just working on the same thing day in and day out. You know, I've done that and it's – I've ultimately I just kind of I, – I either, either I get bored and start building other things anyway or I'll just start doing less – you know, a lower quality of work. And so what I found is the, for, for me, what works out great is when I'm able to jump, jump back and forth between things, you know, it's like I have, a, you know, at this point, it's probably a handful of apps that I are under active maintenance. And so I can uh, jump, yeah. you know, j- j- jump between them and, you know, I can work on one thing for a couple of weeks, maybe up to a month, maybe, and then I'll, you know, get a get, sort of get an update out, get a little bug fix update up uh, out for that afterwards, and then move on to the next thing and kind of just cycle through that way to keep, you know, keep interested, keep, you know, and, and keep learning new things too. Sure. So. There's so many more questions that I want to ask, but I also want to know if, um, uh, like, you spoke a little bit about the, uh, the the different kind of users that you might have, and what about the community that that's been built up for the last five and a half years? Like, as an indie, you're certainly a part of it, and you're certainly uh, um, you certainly interact with a lot of people uh, through your uh, your podcast, for instance. Uh, so, how's how's your work uh, outside of your direct app work and inside the community? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that, um, let's see, I've been, I remember making a conscious choice probably about sort of two and a half years ago that I wanted to, it's a weird thing to say, it's like I wanted to have a voice because I thought that I had a lot of unique experience. You know, there's not that many people who've been doing app development for as long as I have and who've you know, been able to sort of keep at it. And so I felt like I had something to share that wasn't, you know, that, that was a fresh and you sort of in, in, unique and valuable uh, contribution to that. And I remember just deciding, you know, I'm going to try and not just be a, a consumer, but to try and sort of be a, a producer as well in that. And so, you know, things like I started Developing Perspective, which is just a podcast where I just kind of rant on about whatever's interesting, whatever's going on, whatever 
problems I'm having or triumphs I'm having or whatever. And you know, it's just like the life of being an independent iOS developer. And so I'm just kind of trying to put out those experiences in the hopes that other people will either benefit from them in terms of learning from my mistakes or, you know, benefit from them in terms of feeling a bit of, you know, solidarity when, you know, it's like, oh, he, you, know, you know, Dave did the same thing that I did uh, and kind of in, in engendering a, a, you know, a more positive in, environment in that way. And I think just in general, just it's, it's, it, one, I do certainly like our, the iOS community is surprisingly small in the sense that it's, you know, it's, it's certainly grown over the years, but for a long time, it's, you know, it's, it's not one of these, you know, it's like the Java developer conference or something where you like, I go to WWDC and it's a big conference, you know, it's whatever, five, 6,000 people. But then you compare it to things like Java one back in the day or whatever, hmm. which these just absolutely massive conferences. Right, South by whereas, Southwest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. these things that are, these communities that are just kind of way too big you could ever kind of reasonably have a sense of, you know, who, who, who people are and what they're about. And it, it's, I love that I can, feel like I, you know, I'm talking, interacting with the same, the same people over and over again, whether that's on Twitter, on email, or whatever it is, who are part of this community that it's, it, it feels friendly, and it's, it's, it's close-knit, and there's, honestly, it's, it's, it's a kind of a refreshing community in a lot of ways, too, because we generally, I think, there's a, there's a strong kind of ethos of helping each other out, and about sharing our experiences, and, you know, not getting too tied up about kind of being, being, you know, overly, overly secretive or overly protective of things that, you know, yeah. in the reality are probably aren't that important to protect or secretive. That is very true. Although I will say that there's probably a, the equivalent of a dark matter inside of our community. If you talk to people that you don't necessarily hear about because they don't make it to conferences or they don't go to WWDC or, you know, there was this this metric that's number that was being bandied about about the hundred to one of number of the um, of people that were act, had an active iOS developer account, but uh, versus number of people that were at the WWDC. So there's probably a bunch of people that were trying to get to know more, but are either, you know, can't make it or are all over the world or things like that. So I think there might be a little bit more than, than a, a tight-knit community. However, I do agree that there's, a, even though it, it's grown very fast, it still kept that feeling of a small, knit, tight-knit community. And the nice thing about that, too, is that I think you're, you're certainly right in that. I mean, there's certainly a, a much broader community than I would be aware of or that you could reasonably be sort of expose yourself to. Oh, yes. what, I, what I love about just generally the feeling of the community that I generally have is that there's a if, – if you want to become a part of that more actively, it's not that hard to get into. It's not that hard – you know, it's a fairly – encouraging, welcoming community by and large. And that so, is I, very I, true. It's very inclusive. So that, on that side, it's, it's kind of nice. that it, It's like if you want to be that dark matter, you know, so, so sort of out in the ether, that's, that's great. That's, that's a choice that you can make. And if, if that works for you, then awesome. But if you want to sort of get more involved, if you want to sort of reach out and become part of things, that's very straightforward to do. And it's kind of, you know, at least in my experience, it's been very, you know, welcoming and inclusive and kind of a fun a fun place to be so you know i prefer this side but i can certainly understand people who would you know who are who are still still you know waiting to take that jump i suppose well you're you're certainly putting yourself out there and uh, as being a, a voice for that community so that's very much appreciated and as a longtime listener of your podcast i'm impressed that you managed to barely repeat yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, i think up to about 174 episodes or yes. something so wow. it's it's awesome. pretty there, there, there are. It's, it sur constantly surprises me that there are new things to, to talk about, but there are, and there's, you know, it's, it's just the, na the nature I think of the, how sort of dynamic and ever changing this industry is. That 
if I think about what it was even a year ago, it's a, you know it feels very different than it was then in terms of what what people are doing, the way people are making their business models around, you know, just the general flavor of things. How yeah. Apple changes the rules all the time. Oh, sure. And <laughs> Apple changes the rules and Apple changes the technology. I mean, it's like iOS 7 is very different than iOS 6 was and in a variety of ways, not just even aesthetically. It's there, there's, there's always something new going on that just engenders this, you know, the, it, for, for me, I love it because it engenders this ability for me to be able to keep, keep creating content, keep to continue to kind of be... You know, musing about whatever is the new and interesting thing, and you know, I haven't run out of topics yet. I'm sure I will at some point, but hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know how many how many shows it'll take before I get there. Hmm. I, I I think pretty much everything that you just said right there about the community and and uh, the, how dynamic everything is 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 really why we're doing NS North, and it's awesome. Like like it makes us so happy that you're joining us because you share that viewpoint like like perfectly. You know, it's uh, it, it's all it's all about the community and how how inclusive it all is. It's it's really good. Oh, and and we can we can rest assured. I'm sure Apple will keep pushing that, uh, pushing those boundaries, and keep innovating and keep us hungry for more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in terms of your non-tech or non-iOS work, what do you, what do you like to do for uh, for fun in your off hours? Uh, I mean, honestly, most of my off hours are spent. I guess with just sort of spent with my family in terms of uh, I've you know, two young children. And I think if I'm not, if I'm not working, I'm usually hanging out with them. Uh, awesome. And I think having, having young kids is a pretty all consuming thing in terms of, <laughs> I used to think about, I used to think about it. It's like, Oh, what are my hobbies or what did I used to do? Or, you know, this, I used to go rock climbing a lot or these you know, things that I used to do in, in the, in the time before I had kids. Whereas now I, I look back and then I'm like, well, how did, how did I, how did I manage? Or like, I had so much time on my hands and I had so much time that I was looking to fill rather than now it seems like my time is just always filled. And if I want to, I'm sad to say that's called getting old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm, I, 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 I fully understand that, but it's, it's a, yeah, it's just like in my, in my spare time, I hang, it's like hang out with my kids and I sleep and that's, yeah. I, it's, sometimes I just feel sad, but you know, that's, that's, that's a pretty good life so far. So I'm not complaining. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have two young kids too, so I totally, totally know what you're talking about. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that that's your hobby now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they are my hobby. They're, they're, they're always demanding my attention, and in a, in a wonderful way. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So that should be a wrap. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Dave. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me both here and at the conference. Yeah, we really look forward to seeing you, man. It's great. And uh, we hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode. And if you'd like to know more about the conference, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details. Now, Dave, what's the best way for someone to reach you online? Um, you can either find me online at my website, david-smith.org, or on Twitter, I'm underscore David Smith. Very good. Uh, we hope to see everybody at Ottawa in May. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Bye, everybody.